This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Oh my god, hold on. Hold on, guys. Arnold! How are you, buddy? I'm good, how are you doing? I'm in. What time are we doing it? It sounds like usually it's 10 o'clock, so if you're doing it, Turkey giveaway. Okay, I'll get the details. It okay. could be worse. Okay. That was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought so. I, I heard that voice. I'm like, I know that voice. I'm like, that's either a Russian mobster or it's <laughs> no, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. Oh my God, is he calling me back? Hold on. God. Wait, can we get him on the air for this? Hold on. I totally want Arnold Schwarzenegger. I need my Schwarzenegger. phone. Do I have my phone? Oh my God. W. That's amazing. God, God. Oh my God. Hold Reducing on, the levels on that. Hold on. It's called it. Uh, <laughs> Tribulations. God damn it. So I'll get the details. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Give me the details. What time to be there? I won't be late again. I promise. What time? 10 a.m. Okay. Hard. I'll be there at 10 a.m. I'll be there for sure on time. 10 a.m. So at 10 a.m. at the Hallback Center, if you want to leave from here, we're leaving probably around 9 a.m. I will be there at 9 a.m. If I'm there at 9 a.m., don't leave me. The crazy fucker will leave me. Okay. I will be there at 9 a.m. sharp. I love you. I love you, Greg. <laughs> okay, thank you, brother. Thank you. 9 a.m. Sharp. I'll be there on time. Oh, man. At Arnold's house. At house. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. okay, buddy. I'll be there, fucker. Oh, my Bye. God. Bye. I love you. Bye. I shouldn't be laughing okay, at that as hard as I am. Okay. You're, wel- you're welcome to use all that. Oh, we're boosting the levels on Arnold Schwarzenegger calling for, for the turkey giveaway. There's a place called the Hollenbeck Center, which is an amazing place. And on Christmas, we give out 10,000 gifts to kids, literally. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And, and Arnold is, uh, you know, he's a, he's a crazy man, but he's a wonderful guy. And we, we do Thanksgiving, 10,000 turkeys, like literally. And it's, it's oh, God damn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. We're never going to get to this porn today, and that's fine. (laughs) Yes, Greg. Today is just us listening in on Tom Arnold's calls. Eventually, the turkey's going to call. Any other celebrities you mean? Let's just go through Tom Arnold's Rolodex today. I'll work on it, and I'll get back to you, okay? Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast where we can see Tom Arnold's Rolodex from our porncast. Okay. 
Yes. Yes. It, anyway, it's a great place. It's uh, South Central LA. It's a wonderful place. And, uh, and these kids, uh, it's next to the, the police station down there, but it's this wonderful place that, that started many years ago. And Arnold's been involved many years that I've been involved. He gets me into it. He brings some other guys down there. And literally, it's the only gift that Christmas is these kids. Oh, wow. So the kids get, they light Aww. up for blocks. And, and Arnold's always done it. And he last minutes me like he just did. And he, <laughs> On the spot, FaceTiming me from wherever he is. And then it, okay, anyway, so we're doing it. Yeah. It's for a good cause. David, remind me to be in his house at 9 a.m. because he will freaking leave me. <laughs> like, he doesn't care. So I will be there. Uh, Teddy, okay. So that's a good thing for, uh, I, don't, I don't know when this airs, but it, it's uh, for Thanksgiving. It'll air in like two weeks. Well, great. You know, we're promoting goodwill is what we're doing. And, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger does his goodwill. He's, he does the gerrymandering. He does the environment. You know, we have the fires up here in California. And then... He goes at it that way, and I go at it to fight Trump. I say, that guy's a maniac, and I was like, settle down. You know where? Anyway, but we all do our things, and then here we are getting to talk about, well, I should have had Arnold out here talking about porn. God, he would have broken down for us. God damn it. We'll have to get him on the show next. You'll have to introduce us. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, I'm sure the gubernator has some opinions on pornography. I don't think he's led an abstinent life. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if we had, if I had said, hey, Arnold, we're talking about Sarah Palin's <laughs> porn uh, video. That would have broke. Oh, come on. Call him broke back. Broke the internet. If I had had him call, chat call with him that back. just for, for two minutes. Him and oh, just, oh just call him. Honey, there's a sequel. Do you want to call him back? No, I think it, I think it would be. <laughs> First of all, oh. I don't want to imagine what that going down that road with him would be like. <laughs> you know, it would be detailed and unfortunate. Oh, God. So, there would be so much. The Internet would never yeah, stop yelling. Yeah. So how we're actually, um, I think we're going to do this. What, is, um, David? Can you ask if I can join the hangout so I can hear you guys? Can, can David hear us? Can David join and hear us? Yeah. Yes, David. David is my assistant. He's a young uh, writer. He his uh, a Jewish uh, kid camp burned down this week. Oh my God! He's in mourning, but not too much because they're already raising money. You know, as Jews, we're resilient. We're raising money for a new camp. Indeed. There you go, David. Oh my God! Why do we see you, David? It's uh, internet please, magic. Yeah, please do. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> David, we stand with you. You're home. Oh, I was going to say, is there any place where we're, uh, if anybody, if any uh, one of our listeners wants to uh, donate to help out with, with the Jewish camp? Uh, no, no, for- no, 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 you help out with my camp, Camp Del Corazon. We don't have the money that these rich Jewish kids do. We take all <laughs> kinds of kids. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them. Aww. They're rich. <laughs> S. Kramer is a rich, wealthy guy. It burned down and it's still better than my camp. Let me tell you something. Oh we're on Catalina <laughs> Island. We have to rent a camp. Camp Del Corazon. These guys are set. They have cement camp. We have wood and, and fleas and with lice. We get lice every day out there. I know. I know. They get lice too. Just kerosene shampoos every day. Yeah. But you know, it's just a. It is a side effect to all this. You know, this is the worst. Yeah. Disaster we've ever had in California. It's been a quarter of a million acres burned this week alone. It's ridiculous. And, and you know, hundreds of people died. It's not even out yet, but hundreds of people have died. And there are a thousand people missing at this point. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's just going to be worse because of global warming and all the other stuff that goes on. And a third of our country lives in places like this. And you know, I grew up on a farm, and so I'm more familiar with it. But we'll get more. From 
familiar with, and I know we're I know we're here to talk about other stuff, but you know that's kind of uh, you know anyway. No, this is fine. And I want to tell you one more thing tonight because uh, I know your audience. After this, I'm going down to the to the Four Seasons, uh-huh. and I'm meeting these, these two young people. Their last name is Papadopoulos. Now th- oh, this will be fun no. because by the Wait, time we, th- those yes. Papadopoulos is yes, us? yes, that's just I want to say. I would say this because by the time this airs, one of them will be in prison <gasps> and serving his time because of the Mueller situation. Oh my and God. they're a nice young couple. I can't say what's going to happen tonight or in the near future, but there's a lot going on. And I'm telling you this right now. And, and we'll see by the time this airs. You know, a lot of people say that Mrs. Papadopoulos is a, a Russian spy. And I got to say that I spent time separately. You know, they've each been interviewed by Mueller separately. They both have separate uh, FBI uh, folks, uh, and, and I've spent time, I, let me say this, separately with them, with different people. They are delightful. She's delightful. He is a fine young man. He has uh, had a lot of influences lately. He, uh, since we won the House of Representatives, we're in charge, charge of the committees that do the investigation. That's all I can say about that right now. There's going to be some very interesting things happen by the time this airs. Gotcha. So it's a little bit of fun there. You know, I've had the Secret Service in my home. Yeah, you You'd mentioned that, and I, I was—I didn't want to bring it up just in case. It's—I no, I—I give you a little scoop here. So that's a little bit of information. Eight o'clock at the Four Seasons here. We're meeting. There's wow. another person meeting. It, maybe something will happen between now and then, and, and we'll say, "Hey, we were talking with Tom, and that happened, and then this happened." So we're your alibi. Well, no, I, don't yeah, I don't need an alibi, but you know, it's fun. To, it, it, there's a lot going on, and, and and you look back and go, "Oh my gosh." We were, t- we were chatting with Tom about Sarah Palin's porn, and, then that, <laughs> and there's a rush element to that, and by golly, this thing happened. That just kind of worked out. Like, we hadn't we hadn't vetted this porn beforehand. Yeah. We were like, oh, it seems to be topical, and then I watched it. Yeah, it is. It is. For this, and it was like, oh, this was more topical than I expected. Well, but this is fun. It's fun to get away from this nonsense, because, yeah. you know, we can't, we, you can't do it 24-7 on right? this stuff, and it's fun to talk about this, and last night, to watch this thing, and have some laughs and how funny it was and how hard these people try. There's writers on this thing. And it was fun. It was. That's exactly why we do this. This porn cast is to kind of take a break. Oh, it's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was a nice little getaway. And I was saying to my assistant, hey, you know, let's watch this thing. And I was like, wait a minute. That's weird. I'm having <laughs> you watch this with me. Oh my God, there's all kinds of different things going on. And you actually look alike Sarah Palin a little bit from this angle. I don't have the, my good glasses on. I'm just saying a porn version of Sarah Palin. I was her for Halloween the year she was running. I was, I was a, because it was also, I think, the year that Twilight was out. I was Vam Palin. Oh, I was yeah. a vampire version of Palin. And I was also working on the Obama campaign. So we went out and canvassed on Halloween, which I feel like probably broke some ethical codes, but I was okay with it. Hey, we won the fuck out of that election. I'm cool. And, you know, Halloween is the type with this whole country where we could go nuts. All rules are off on Halloween. Well, don't tell Megan Kelly that. Oh, oh, job loss burn. It's funny because I was on her show. I was on her show fairly recently, and, and you could Google this. And I was talking, and uh, I just had a fight with this guy, Mark oh, Burnett. And she's apparently friends with him and his wife. The interview went sideways, and you could Google it. Oh, God. And, uh, 
So more power to her. I wish her the best. You know, you always wish for, uh, people the best. And yeah, but you get, you know, there, she, she's an interesting uh, woman. It was, it was a weird fit for that show. Yeah. She never quite got out of Fox was, I, I think, what it felt like to viewers. Because it was like, you know, she came in and part of the hype was that she had a lot of opinions, mm-hmm. some of them contentious. And it never quite, you know, she she was always a little bit of a square peg. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I'll tell you, when, when she and I went at it, you can see this, she let me, I mean, we went at oh, it. Wow. I kind of sat back in my chair and just kind of, I was kind of amazed at the way it went. And, and this is her one year anniversary of her show. This is fairly recently. And I was like, I can't, I am kind of surprised that it went. It was during the cabin thing too and she defended him earlier right before he came on so you know I'm a crazy person on these shows so I back my mind I'm like oh here's what literally happened in her earpiece they said oh the president was at the UN and she goes okay they're going to cut to the president in about four minutes so let's light this next segment up so what I heard was let's get into it and, and we <laughs> did and then I gave her the last word where she's like well it's my show Tom Arnold and bam and it looked like we had the major fight but we were actually hugged backstage and she wrote a really nice thing about my show. Aw. Oh, man. People think all my interviews go horrible, but they go well as far as I'm concerned because people keep talking about them. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that people pay attention to are the ones that, you know, do have a little bit of a tussle. And, and, And a lot of times I do them to get for a reason. I'll say things and put it out there. My whole goal is that Donald Trump resigns, which he will soon. If only. But I just want to save my country. And then, you know, it, it, but anyway, this is fun. <laughs> this is fun to be with you guys. We're, we're just, we're glad to have you on. We really are. So thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast, where we can see Russia from our clitoris. I'm Yvette Dontremo, your co-host, and here is Alice, my lovely co-host. Alice, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, and you know what? I have seen some Russians from my clitoris. Russians from your clitoris? I don't know if I've seen some Russians collectively. Like, I'm an American, and I feel like everyone's got everyone's got a little bit of, of a mishmash of white with more white in them. So, I'm, I don't know. Have I had a Russian? I'm not sure. Well, I've, they can invade my pussy. They can't invade my election. Okay, how about that? Oh, oh! It's, I feel like I feel like that's a thing they've. I know I've had Russia invade my election. <laughs> I just I don't know if I've had one invade my pussy. I have not asked for passports before they've gone down there. I don't have border control. I have I have quality control. I don't have border control. Can you imagine? I think it's a very different thing. Can you imagine Asking if we for, had border control at our at our vaginas? Is is the dating process kind of like border control? Possibly. This is like a horrible Carrie Bradshaw column. Is dating process like border control? My new Nazi vagina. Like there's something horrible about that. This is why we do this podcast. We have these thoughts and this is why we're here. We have a fantastic guest to share these thoughts with though today. We do. So our guest today, you know, you might know him from movies like True Lies. He was a host of the best damn sports show, period. He currently has a show on Viceland called The Hunt for the Trump Tapes with Tom Arnold. Our guest is Tom Arnold. Tom, welcome to the show. Tom, thank you for hanging out with us. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Yes, when we were chit-chatting, Arnold Schwarzenegger FaceTimed me and asked me to meet him at the Hollaback Center to give out 10,000 turkeys on, on Monday, which is something we do. And so, he, yes, he is a part of this. <laughs> Unbelievably. He's an unwilling participant. That's the way it goes, man. That's his deal. He literally, as you guys know, 
Thanks, Tybee. It asked me to do that. But that's part of my life. You're going to be part of my life, Gatsby Favors. Then you're part of the, the podcast. That is the downside to having friends who are comedians. You never know what thing you're going to say that's going to become a bit. That's the upside, my friend. <laughs> How lucky is he? No, he, I protect. If he if it was anything bad, I, it just shows how great of a guy he is. He's like, on his mind, he's giving out 10,000. Turkey just calls his buddy Tom to beat him down there. I just happen to be doing, uh, you know, it's not like I'm doing porn and he calls me. And if you were, there's nothing wrong with that. We encourage you to follow your bliss here. There would be something horribly wrong if I were doing it. <laughs> you know, hey, oh my God. you're someone's cup of tea. Everyone is. We've actually had a handful of discussions of actors or people that may have tried going into the porn industry, but probably just ended up being actors. And we like we were try- trying to figure out who is that person. Maybe it's Gilbert Gottfried. No. Maybe it's... No Jews. No Jews. We're going to it. <laughs> they wish. We, we, anybody, anybody that could have, any man, like men would be like, whoa, you know, back you know, in Iowa, where I'm from, you know, my brother was a, 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 my, I'm the oldest of seven. He was a male stripper until he got fired for too much back ass. Oh now, men will sign up. Men will all do it. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll all do. Oh, yeah, get paid for that. Yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> then they may become an actor. But uh, I, I think that, that women are more apprehensive. Like, whoa, what, what does this mean? It's like in college, I worked with hospital school. They're like, uh, donate sperm. I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll all do that. Like, the men don't think of, well, this could reflect badly or I may be judged or this way. Where they're like, oh, let's do all of that. Whereas women might say, well, this could affect my acting career or it might, you know, later on personally i think i don't i i've heard women uh, professionals on your show i have no judgment of course i respect the art of this now but men don't think like that they think i will do that immediately so yeah if i could have been i would have been you have to have a huge dick number one Damn it, that's why I haven't done porn yet. I don't have a huge dick. Not necessarily, actually. Um, you could have an average-sized dick, and you can actually still go into porn. I mean, you know, like the camera adds 10 pounds. It adds an extra inch or two, depending on the angle. Right. Well, first of all, I hate porn with the huge dicks. Like, first of all, I hate dicks, period, in porn, because that ruins it, number one. As long as you don't hate your own dick. You can have accidental eye slippage if there is a huge dick and you don't want to see a dick. You could accidentally be eye full of dick. I've been there. First of all, le- lesbian porn is that's what you want to see. You want to see it get right to it. You want to see part of me hair. You want to see hair. This is what I want to see. I want to see hair get to it. Not a lot of bad acting. Not a lot of chit chat. Just get there and get going. You know, quick. Get going. Done. Because I, you know, I, you don't have a lot of time if you're me. You're in your closet. You're hiding out. You got kids. <laughs> Bam. Okay. There you go. I have to hide from my dog alone. I don't know how people with children manage to have to have any amount of time alone or like this is why I think all parents have this look of my god it's been years since freedom right oh. you're quick you gotta you get a little head start you get a cute up there get a running start you got your well you know that because of the porn hub you got your classics and now you get on twitter you get lesbian porn video you got various things you got plenty of clips like file through and get something going and there's a lot of huge dicks on twitter I gotta say both metaphorical and uh, and literal. Oh my God, literal. Jeez Louise. I feel like now met any man who's on Twitter who sees a porn star on there once in a while understands what a little bit more of what it's like inside a woman's inbox. You just kind of get a random dick once in a while and you don't know what it's going to be. Plus men are so stupid. We want to see lesbian. Men don't even want, they don't want lesbians. <laughs> they want really good looking people. They don't want real people. They want people pretending to be lesbian, like the male yeah. 
Yeah. Guess what? There's a difference between lesbian porn and lesbian porn made for men. Right. It's like the mother stepdaughter thing that just is like, oh, I want yeah, that happens all the time. So I always find it hysterical because um, if so, friend of the show, Sylvia Sage, she's like, what, 33, 34? And she's like, yeah, I get to play the MILF all the time. Yeah. And uh, most are with stepchildren who are in their mid 20s, late 20s. Um, one of our other friends, Ella, she's like, yeah, in one week span, you'll be playing the MILF one day. And then the next day you'll be doing uh, my first time. And then sometimes when you're doing the MILF scene, the actor's older than you. Did she do the Pulp Fiction? Was she on that one? Ella actually discussed uh, VR porn with oh, us. Yeah. But Pulp Fiction, that was with Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, it was very funny. Because Pulp Fiction is sort of there already. And then it just do Clint instead of, you know, there's a lot of good lines. You guys did good on that one. Although, missed opportunity with the GIMP costume. Seriously. Yeah. I think our two favorites that we've seen so far, and uh, we have to re-record one of them. I loved The Big Lebowski and loved Pump Fiction. Those two were just, they're so good. Yeah. Like, and the one we're discussing today, solid. Oh, very good. My favorite thing with this one, it had so much classic campy porn acting. And I'm like, oh, this is what people think of when they think of bad porn acting. But it was done in so, with, with such sincerity. Event. There, was, there was dedication. We should tell our audience what porn we're reviewing today. Oh, yeah. We're reviewing Who's Nailing Palin. <laughs> so I actually have a confession. I accidentally watched a sequel to the porn prior to watching the original, and I'm not okay with that. I accidentally watched a sequel first. How did you not realize this was the Fox News years? Huh? How are you not aware? That's the problem. I mean, I ended up watching Hollywood's Nailin' Palin. That's the one of the sequels. There's a number of different variations, actually. But, you know, I kind of felt disconnected because I was like, wait, I don't understand her motivation. Why is she in Hollywood? Why are we having these flashbacks? Why is Tina Fey in this? So I had a lot of questions and I was very distressed. Tina Fey was in the sequel. Well, you know, it's very personal to me because my buddy Danny Strong wrote Game Change. Sarah Palin, my show came out recently and she dogged my show on Twitter. So this was a pretty amazing, amazing movie, this Nailing Palin. It was a really amazing film because Sarah Palin herself seems like she's doing a parody of Sarah Palin. So <laughs> watching this, oh yeah, I-, I thought it was fantastic. Number one, the actress that plays Sarah Palin, who seems like an actress playing Sarah Palin herself, did an amazing job. She's very, oh, very yeah. attractive. She has a I- incredible physique. Lisa Ann. That ass alone. Yeah. Oh, my God. For real? And- that was a monument to asses. Yes. And the, the the story, man, they get right to it with Russia. It is with everything going on. It still holds up. The movie is like true lies. It still holds up. The dudes, the, the actors, they have some funny lines. They want to be funny. You know, they, they're well shaped. They get they get right at it. And, and I thought, for I didn't know if I was going to like it because it's an hour 45. I'm used to watching about two minutes of porn. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I found it. It's all you need, really. I thought it went back and forth, and I, 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 I thought the and it finished and it flourished. I hate to get the end, but you know, it gets it finished the way I like. You know, with my favorite kind of porn. Boy, I, I tell you, we have a lot to unpack in this one. So, I mean, we go through scene by scene for each of them. So, before we go scene by scene with with the entire porn, let me give you guys a little bit of background. So, it was released in November two thousand eight. So, the film was actually shot in two days. A few actually days after. After the Republican National Convention, producers for Larry Flint Publications, they posted 
an anonymous help wanted ad on Craigslist in LA. The ad called for a Sarah Palin lookalike for the adult film to be shot in the next 10 days with a specific salary, I think, of $3,000. I have no idea if that's a lot or a little. She's, I'm sure Lisa Ann has totally made more money off this in the long term of this for her career. But that being said, after being selected for the role, she only, Lisa Ann, had four days to prepare for the role. So she studied Palin's mannerisms, watching the VP debate against Joe Biden, as well as Tina Fey's impersonation of her on, on SNL. And then she also bought her Palin-esque costumes from Macy's. And due to time constraints, she altered the clothing herself. Wow. So she has multiple talents. That's a lot of dedication for this. I have one little tidbit. Milos Forman, the movie about Larry Flint, I had met with him. He wanted, I swear to God, this is true. He wanted to cast me instead of Woody Harrelson, but the studio would not let him. I met with him six times. Of course, Woody Harrelson was brilliant, but I met with him. I met with Larry Flint. I was up in the Four Seasons with him many times working on that. I was also fat, which is, I look more like Larry Flint, but they were uncomfortable. They weren't comfortable enough. And Woody Harrelson was brilliant. Gordon Love was brilliant, but it was very close if they, how great would that have been for me? But at least I got to hang out with me. Anyway, take it back to you guys. Right. I mean, Tom, have you ever considered that your entire career has ever led to a moment of where we discuss how much you care about the cinematography in a porn? Well, once I realized I was going to have the great honor of doing this, you know, I, I discussed, uh, when I discussed my sister, I said, watch this. And let's talk about cinematography. First of all, I thought it would be way worse than it was. I was pleasantly surprised. The fact that you say they shot it in two days, it's a brilliant piece of film. I, I've seen much worse film. I've been in, I've been in, listen to me. <laughs> I've been, oh, I've been in much worse. I've been in 130 movies, four good ones. And I tell you, I've been in much worse. I'm not even kidding. Much worse films, worse shot, worse directed. You know, there's a, for two days, this is impossible. They have these, you know, they, they have fake Russia, fake, you know, they, they cover a lot of ground and, and you can tell they're thinking on the fly. Hey, this last shot, we're at the convention. We're going to go underneath. You know, they did an amazing job and I hope Everybody made money. I know Larry Flint did. And what a brilliant, this is going to be important in 10 years. Tom Arnold and those gals are going to be talking about this in 10 years. And look where we are. This was all a setup for this moment. Yes. I know it. It was a setup for us to talk about the Russians. I feel it deep in the subcockles of my pancreas. So we start the movie. We fade in. One of the things that you see in the very beginning is a CGI. It's kind of poor CGI of the house and the snow falling outside. Kind of. Kind of poor. Frankly, I'm going to forgive them considering I've seen worse CGI in porn and knowing they're probably shoddy budget. You know what? I'll forgive them for that. But we see Sarah sitting on her sofa reading a book entitled Today's Milf and there's a loud knock on the door. Aw, who could it be in the middle of Alaska? Uh, so Jeepers Crumpets, who could that be? What we see are two Russian soldiers in long trench coats and fur-lined hats. Seems like all they really have to do there is is plunder Palin. There didn't seem to be a plot line other than that because one of them, one of them's name is Sherwood and the punchline to this is I would sure like to come on over here uh, on, on, I can't, we, I mean we found the script for this thing and I couldn't even find the punchline to this. Their accents were pretty solid and they did two jokes from the vaudeville era, but they, their accents were solid. Okay. So first off, actually, they're at the door and they're asking if they can use her phone to call the Kremlin and I know it's kind of a crappy joke, but I thought it was pretty funny where she She's like, I'm sorry, fellas, I don't speak Russian. Why am I Southern? 
Oh, don't you know, you betcha. Sarah Palin has a very specific accent, and I was a little bit disappointed that they weren't doing Sarah Palin's Oh, you betcha, don't you know accent. So I had a little bit of feels about that. I, it, I'm a little bit of an accent snob. I was, I was sad that they didn't do the accent. But other than that, other than that, I had no big complaints. I wanted to know why she wasn't talking about seeing Russia from her house. That was a horrible moment. That did not, that accent did not work right there. That was Mike Myers' mother-in-law you just did right there. <laughs> that was not good. Kremlin apparently means how you say tow truck because uh, they have a flat tire on, on their tank. Uh, although I couldn't figure out why was there a flaming pylon in like that shot? Anyone could figure it out? I couldn't. Maybe that was what happened when she sees Russia from her house as she fires at their tanks. In the spirit of foreign relations, she definitely lets them in and they proceed, as you guys know, to make those jokes. So they make a handful of jer- jokes of like, uh, you know, if I could put you and I together, I excuse me, but I think I dropped something, my jaw. Yeah, they're all fairly, they're fun and delightfully lame jokes at one point. And I mean, Palin is definitely the aggressor here, which you would expect from any uh, from anyone who's trying to make sure Putin doesn't come into her territory. She ev- eventually, y- you have to make some casting decisions and bring the Russians on in, on into your clitoris. And once their giant Russian garb is off, she's playing with their dicks and she looks at them and goes, they look German. I'm like, is it because they're, is this a bratwurst joke? Is it a bratwurst thing? Is it an uncircumcised thing? I mean, I, I couldn't figure that out. I'm going bratwurst or just that she doesn't know her, uh, she's bad at foreign policy. I mean, I would I'm be bad sure. at foreign policy too if you just gave me a lineup of penises. I could go with that. It's, I was going to say, do you have any strong opinions on the bra- on the on the German line? Uh, no, but I'll call Arnold back and see if he. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is where he'll be good. No, I I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. It's horrible. He'll have expertise on the Austrian penis. So I actually enjoyed that first sex scene. Uh, so you had the two Russians and you had Sarah. And the only thing I was a little depressed is we didn't see any DPing because I thought that would be a natural next What's step, that? you know, just bring them all together. What's that? Yeah. A, d- a double penetration. Oh. Double penetration. It would seem topical for our times, too, because much like the current Republican Party, she would be spending this uh, scene being passed around by a couple of Russians. Yeah. It's DP. Is that be in the butt and the, the vagina? Yes. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it is it is attempting to plug all possible exits to the body. Oh, so mouth and vagina is not DP. No. No. This is a process that involves a lot of lube and physics problems. Although a mouth and vagina, I'm pretty sure that's, what is that? Is that a called the London Bridge, I believe? Now, depending on the position you do this in, because obviously you can be in a lot of different orientations, that can be called the Eiffel Tower, which I think a lot of people are aware. Let's see. Oh. Uh, that's what, like there was one of many different euphemisms in Kavanaugh's little year book. Uh, and I think Devil's Triangle was one of them. Right. And that's the mouth, too. Do you guys in your personal life do the double penetrations? Not recently, okay. but, you know, in my younger, more cavalier days. Okay. I had a horrible joke that reminded me of something from the movie Fight Club. It was like, well, in grade school. Oh. Yeah. But no, I almost said that's just with your husband, but I guess that would be impossible. With just, okay, forget it. Forget it. Excuse me, but you don't know him and how many dicks he has in his pants. He doesn't have two penises yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just say, yeah. (laughs) Like, he's Jewish, he's circumcised, but he's not, you know, they never, they didn't give him a second one. Although you could attach it with a strap on. I mean, it's doable. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I got it. I got it. It's kind of like making someone a fake unicorn. You're just going to make them a fake tunicorn. Oh, yes. Uh? Oh, yes, you could. That's a thing we could do. You're just giving my husband ideas now. 
Oh my God. Thanks, Tom. I have to buy more lube oh now. God, Thanks a lot. 55 gallon drum. We're investing in it. It's happening. Our Patreons, please donate. We just, uh, patreon.com slash two girls, one mic. We want that 55 gallon drum. Moving on. Oh my God. Oh boy. So Yvette, do you have any specific thoughts on this sex scene? I'm glad that two years ahead of time, or several years ahead of time, we had these dignitaries in the porn industry who knew that Russians were going to be fucking in our elections. I, I'm glad that we had this vision from the future. I think, so where do we go? Next we see the O'Reilly factory. The, or the Orally fact, factory. Uh, uh, the Orally or O'Reilly. It's this great Bill O'Reilly knockoff and I love everything about it. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, considering what happened to him, that he got this so, it, it, it's amazing. It's really amazing, yeah. So I actually have the lines over here. Uh, once again, the hypocritical left is asking again to have it both ways. First, they criticize Palin for not having enough experience in a foreign arena, and then they slam her for showing her godless vodka-swilling neighbors a little down-home hospitality. They make it sound like full lips, piercing brown eyes, huge tits, and an ass that won't quit is a bad thing. Well, I'm sorry if that's a bad thing. Thing, then cut off my dick and express mail it to the nearest gay rights parade. Who wrote this? I think they might have just lifted that from the O'Reilly factory. Like, that might have just been a rant of his. Okay, is the guy that's playing O'Reilly, is he a porn actor that's not working, or is he a, the writer? Because he's re- he's invested in this. Is he a comedian, kind of, or is he a porn guy? Oh, I didn't even look that up. Do we, do we, because that was really good acting. That was, that he, he's into it. Like, he likes his jokes. That was solid. Like, I mean, yep. the jokes mm-hmm. all throughout, it was internally consistent. Uh, yep. He got the reference back to Bill O'Reilly's, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Like, and yeah, it was such a good yep. spinoff yep. on that. But yep. no, it's like, I, I'm going to guess it's a porn guy. It is a porn guy. Actually, it's Mike Horner. So he is a porn actor. I can tell. Nice. Yeah, I can tell he had a big dick. I can just tell by the way he's playing it. <laughs> Is there a big dick look? Yeah, well, you can tell. The, yeah, you can tell. You can just tell. <laughs> You've been in more male locker rooms yeah. than me. I'll, I'm going to take your word yeah. for it. But like, I've had a sampling of dicks in, in my day. And somehow I've never been able to predict the size based on the human. So maybe it's a thing you can sniff them out if you have male pheromones. I don't know. Well, he's comfortable on that set. You can just tell. I'm comfortable being here working on this set, doing this bit. He's been around. He's got a big enough dick to feel comfortable playing a rally on this set. <laughs> I, that's him. That is an amazing. Yeah. That is such a perfect assessment. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, that guy was fantastic. Unfortunately, though, Mike Horner never had a sex scene in this, which is really disappointing. But, you know, we go on to the next scene, actually, which is we see in a hotel somewhere in Washington, a mountain of books, documents where Sarah is going helplessly with, um, I believe, her assistant or an intern who's trying to prep her for the press. And she's trying to teach her some new words, such as absolutely or definitely. But all Sarah can gosh darn seem to say is, you betcha. You betcha. You betcha. My question is, is that Nicole Wallace? Now, Nicole Wallace, who has a show on MSNBC, a deadline of White House or whatever it's called. It's on at one o'clock Pacific time. She's a, unbelievable. I love her. On the campaign, she was in charge of educating Sarah Palin, uh, getting her prepared for the public. And, and she's a conservative. She's a wonderful woman. And when I was watching that, I was like, oh my God, Nicole Wallace's character is in a porn. I can't wait to tell her. So if you read The Game Changer, you watch the movie, if you read 
the book. Nicole Wallace was in charge, and she had the toughest job in the world. And Sarah Palin hated her, but she had to educate her on words and what to say. Sarah Palin was like, fuck you. I don't care. Anyway, so <laughs> let's pretend it's her. Don't forget, she reads all the newspapers and all the magazines. Yeah. Yes. I read. That's what she said to Nicole. You know, so anyway. Yeah, I like this bit, too. See, I didn't even realize that that was based on an actual person, but that would actually make sense. Yes. Yes. I'm sure uh, she'll be horrified when I tell her. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So the actress in this case was Cindy Jennings, which fun fact in uh, the sequel, which I accidentally also watched uh, because you can accidentally watch a porn for two hours. That's a thing that happens in my life. Happens to the best of us. But she plays in the sequel where Sarah Palin goes to Hollywood. Uh, she plays Tina Fey. And I have to say, does a pretty good Tina Fey act. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So we see the intern or Cindy in this case trying to teach Sarah some new words, even trying to uh, do some quizzing on presidents. Let's try some free association. H-M-O. G-A-Y. Oh. Oh, you know, they were at least all letters, Sarah. Although my favorite quote was really when the intern asks, when trying to quiz Sarah on a president, I was instrumental in, in ending the Civil War and freeing the slaves. Sarah goes, Joe Sixpack. And the intern says, Lincoln. And then Sarah says, Joe Sixpack, Joe Lincoln, your average hockey mom. That's what America's all about. Coming together and saying, gosh, darn it, slavery might be fine for some, but you know what? It doesn't cut it where I'm from, which is Alaska, where we don't have slavery. I, oh, Sarah. What's so different? What's any, honest to God, what's any different? about what that, that was that dialogue that what Donald Trump honest to God says every day right now or a lot of these guys sadly not much they, they just grab the thing that you're trying to point out that they said wrong and they just twist it back to their message honest to God they do it all the time so what I mean it was very similar it's what about it yeah some, exactly they did kind of manage to grab that zeitgeist of yep. you know bait the switch oh here was the thing you're trying to talk about well this other thing is bad yeah this other thing is this is okay. People don't really care. And I mean, that was something that Sarah Palin really did say at one point. Uh, what's the difference? It doesn't matter if I know this or not. People don't care. Right. Horrifying. That's true. That is very, it was true. Yeah. But it was fun watching the, the actress getting the living daylights nailed out of her. So... Right, right. We got to see that next. And in this scene, right after Palin leaves, because of course she's she has to go do some fancy book learning, Palin's assistant is banging Palin's husband? Mm-hmm. That was not a twist I expected. I appreciated it. It was interesting to see all the players in the store getting, getting fucked from every direction, but that wasn't where I expected that to go. Sure, why not? Thank God it wasn't John McCain. I mean, out of respect. I mean, I was <laughs> waiting for that, and I was oh. so grateful. Just had uh, so much respect. I was just so grateful that, that, you know. Anyway, all good. Keep watching. They honored a good man's legacy. Yeah, so of course, of course. But, you know, the, the, you know, you never know. But anyway, the, yeah, her husband. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that was, yeah, I can see that going that way. Yeah, what we see happening is that we see the intern having an affair with Sarah Palin's husband. He also makes her put on a pair of glasses very similar to Sarah Palin, which... I mean, do you want to bang someone who looks like your wife if you're having an affair on th- with them? No, no, no. There was a, uh, I, I forget which comedian I heard this from, but it was, uh, you know, men don't want younger or older. It's not 
tighter or bigger or smaller. It's old versus new. You can have something that's great. It's just here's something new, and it might just be the new shiny model of the thing you have before. And I get it. This is not different men have different ways of looking at it. Different people have different things they like. But you know what? Why not the younger, tighter, new glasses version of of Phelan? Maybe he has a type. You know, and then again, men will fucking suck if it's right there. So you never know. You never know. Isn't that what most boys in high school lose their virginity to? All guys. All boys. Yeah, yeah. I have a question about that because I've never fucked a sock. Yet. Yet. I don't know how to. I have faith in you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. You're going to use it to clean up, so you might as well just get cut out the middle and just use it. Wouldn't it be scratchy? Well, you got to get the right sock. You don't just, come on. You got to get a special sock or <laughs> you something. You have to find one that's a delicate and sensitive lover. Yeah. Yeah. You got to You gotta get a whole kit. You know, you got to get to, and if you're on the road, if you're a man and you're an adult, you get the towel, you get half warm water on one side, dry on the other, you get your, your personal loop, and you don't get KY because that's gummy. You get the astroglide because that and you and you get the you hold the remote in your right hand or you need your left hand if you're right handed because you don't want to come up the remote. So you gotta keep your hands clear. You don't cross hands and then you clean up like a human being because you're in a motel and you don't want to leave it for the next guy. By the way, the first guy that was in there before, you know he had his hands all over the fucking remote. <laughs> and you gotta shut the blinds because they can see through those and they know that Tom Arnold's in that goddamn room anyway. So keep it quiet, be a human being Take care of yourself. And that's why, and I say to young guys, you get in trouble when you go out. Jerk off before you go out. Then you probably won't go out and get in fucking trouble, okay? Then you'll be like, hey, you know, come think about it. I don't need to get in trouble. I don't need it. I'm tired. I'm going to stay home and eat a fucking cheeseburger. And then you don't get all that goddamn trouble. That's my message for young people out there. I've had a similar message. It's, you know, go on the date, but don't go home with anyone who you think will be more trouble and less likely to give you an orgasm than your Hitachi. If they're going to be a pain in the ass after you go home with them, your Hitachi will still give you an orgasm. Invest in yourselves, people. Learn how to pleasure yourself. This will prevent mistakes. Hitachi's uh, for sure, right? Can you do that for sure on your thing there? The Hitachi Magic Wand, yeah. that is that is a no-fail for, for ladies. That's a no-brainer. You can't depend on men. Men are fucked. You cannot depend on them. There's a thing that I think some men need to understand, and this is that if you, like, men purchase a Hitachi, and not even if you don't want to apply this thing to yourself, if a woman knows that you are a man who keeps a Hitachi equipped, of course, keep the thing clean, just saying. Uh, but if you keep a Hitachi on hand, a woman will know that you are in on the secret that this is a tool to help pleasure a woman. And if you give a woman a, an orgasm with the Hitachi, you gave her that orgasm. You helped with the Hitachi, but you did the thing. You're in on that secret that that thing will do the thing. And some women have trouble doing it without the thing. Keep just, this is my advice to men. Okay, but how about this? Then she'll shame you. she go, what the fuck is that here for? Have you had a bunch of other, oh yeah, I'm just like everybody else. Fuck you. I'm not special. Of course. If a woman complains about a Hitachi kicker out, that's it. That's right. She doesn't deserve it. No, don't sleep with a woman who says no to pleasure. If yeah. she says no to a Hitachi, her yeah. clitoris is sad. No. That's like somebody who goes gluten-free for no good reason. They have said no to joy. Well, if it's too late. Just don't keep those people out of your life and out of your bedroom. 
not okay. You're right. You're right. It all sounds well and good. It's all a great plan. And just you got to get the right people. And you got to you got to want to each other to be happy. You got to be, hey, I'm, I'm in this life short. I want you to be happy. You want me to be happy. Let's give it. You know what? Better says, I got to tell you about Ben. We're not all fucked. We don't have our shit together. We don't have our shit together. We're insecure. And the best of us, you know, we're in, we don't know what's going on. We want you to be happy. Just help us a little bit. Just tell us what to do. We don't know what the fuck's going on. We just want to be you to be happy too. We're, we're sensitive too. So just tell us what to do. Women, communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Tell men what, what you want. More women should be doing that and saying to their partners. And that, that's what I hate. I actually, I ha- was having a conversation a few months ago with a friend. We were at a party and he was like, this girl, she was saying later on in the evening, hey, why weren't you more assertive or aggressive, you know, with me? And they had just met. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's on her for not communicating that because you would have thrown her against a wall if she had asked. Right. And we're embarrassed about sex too. We're just, it's embarrassing, you know, and we're embarrassed about our bodies. We're embarrassed about everything. And you know, once we get there, it's, it, we're intimacy. It's hard for all of us, but once we're intimate with you, that's a big fucking deal for us too. So let's just do it together. And there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to the porn. So we have this next scene where uh, we have an anal scene actually in this porn. Yep. Which always makes me happy in a pornography. Huh. Anytime I know somebody had an enema to give me entertainment, I am thrilled. Oh yeah, that's what they do. And he made a large contribution to her fund, both literally and uh, seminally. I don't know. <laughs> actually have a snowmobile dealership scene. Oh yeah, snowmobile dealership scene. I don't, how did I miss that? That was that was her husband's business partner, right? Or am I miss mixing that up? Yes. So Sarah has dream sequence where she has sex with her husband's business partner, who's sitting behind a desk in an office. Uh, you could see various posters of snowmobiles on the walls. She's even holding a brochure for the latest snowmobile model. If it hasn't hit you on the nose yet, just in case you forgot, she's from Alaska and she does Alaska things. And this scene, are they are they discussing? In this scene, we get some fantastic lines. Her pulling open her bra and saying, Bet you never seen high beams this bright, careful, and then grabbing her breasts and wiggling them back and forth like twin flashlights. Oh, yeah. Her nipples are great, too. They're fantastic. I agree. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, sometimes it is hard to get a boob job that big that still looks like they're maintaining a... They, they are very well-shaped for that aggressively enlarged boobs. Her nipples are... They, they're, like, painted on. They're, like... Yeah. Oh, they're boob job? Yep. Oh, okay. That they're perfect. Michelangelo painted those nipples. I know. They're, like... They're, like, not, not weird looking. I mean, all boobs are fine, even if they are weird looking, I just want to say. But they're, like, amazingly good looking, Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I give kudos to her surgeon. Like, he had a beautiful canvas to work with, and he did a good job. Or, she, I don't know. She, I, I don't know which gender her surgeon was. Her surgeon was God. It was God. <laughs> you know what? Whether or not, and I hear people say that uh, tits are real or fake, and I'm like, I hate saying that something's fake. Can you not feel the weight of them in your hand? That's real. That's a real object. Just be, I call them genetically coded or purchased. I think this is a more fair way to look at them. So, uh, Sarah goes on to say, say, uh, uh, that's right, fella. Looks like global warming has caused a couple of giant snow caps to break free. It's time to drill, baby, drill. Drill hard and drill deep. Come on, you tree-hugging hippie. What you waiting for? Congressional approval? I love the little intersprinkling of Sarah Palinisms and kind of the the Republican lines of, you know, of the fuck waiting for regulations. I'm like, oh my god, they managed to work in so much. And you have to bear in mind, each scene is only like two, three minutes. That's it. So they have to 
could cram a lot into those few minutes. Do you think Larry Flint writes these fucking movies? I hope he has a hand in it. I think he does. I think he does. This seems like this is so well done. Like, I get it. There was a lot of stuff <laughs> that, you know, is, that was hanging out there. I mean, drill, baby, drill. That's that's just lo- that's low-hanging fruit. But they managed to, like, to just weave all the things they possibly could have into that, which was solid. That was impressive. It's like years later, it holds up. Yeah. So we had the sex scene between Sarah and the business partner, which was a decently good sex scene yet again. Great lingerie. We can actually, if you'd like, progress to the next scene, which is the college scene, where we have a flashback to young Sarah at the University of Idaho. Shidaho. I'm okay with them going there. It was it was wonderful camp. They did a bunch of Sarah Palinisms. Who can tell me how old the earth is? Oh my god. Asked a bunch of people in the class, six billion, fourteen billion. They say the right number, which is four billion years. So whoever wrote the script did their homework. And Sarah's answer, ten thousand. And she's not even accurate for a young Earth creationist. Those fuckers think it's six thousand years old. That is true. I was thinking that. That is true. That makes it extra special. That means she's dumb for a young Earth creationist. Well done. Wait a minute. Is Fabio a famous porn actor? This guy looked, he looks like Fabio slash douchebag professor. Like if people have a vision of what douchebag liberal professor, like with the wool coat and the pipe smoking and the fucking mock neck, I'm like, oh, they went for it and he and executed. I was a fan of that. So they had Evan Stone for that specific role. And that was actually the same Evan Stone that we saw as a main character in the Big Lebowski triple X. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was saying, he was so good in that. Then they asked the age of how long ago the dinosaurs roamed the Earth. And yet again, they were right, 64.5 million years ago. But of course, what does Sarah say? It's the dinosaurs never roamed the Earth. They were a hoax. Put on by the devil. They weren't real. They were put on by the devil. So, of course, the professor is digging the shit out of her. Yeah. I'm conflicted on this because I'm like, this looks like proto-liberal douchebag professor. And he is on board with the Sarah Palinisms. I mean, I like it, but I'm also conflicted for accuracy's sake. He's also her his, her professor. She's a student, right? Yes. So that's kind of bad. I mean, it's kind of horrible. This was clearly filmed in the pre-Me Too era. Yes, it was. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Whenever I watch a scene like this, there's always like, at the beginning of it, she had a look on her face of like, there were some moments of almost seeming discomfort of, I'm not quite in this. It was, it's always strange to me to watch a porn scene in which someone looks vaguely uncomfortable and wait for them to like, look like they're less uncomfortable with it. Cause I'm like, all right, are they uncomfortable with their job of doing pornography or are they just not enjoying the sex? So the next thing we see is uh, Sarah, once all the students exit, she goes to the professor and says, well, I'm awfully sorry to pester you, but wondering if you knew of any good rituals that protect against witchcraft. But, you know, and of course he does. So Yvette, is this normal for um, a witchcraft ritual? You know, from that brief time in high school when I was like, I'm not Catholic anymore, I'm a witch, as all, as all girls in New Hampshire go through when you're bored and 15 and think you're rebelling. This is absolutely what you do to ward off the 
the devil. Yes, young women ward off the devil with penis. I have to admit, I did like the line where he said, don't be alarmed if I start speaking in tongues. And then he goes straight for the clitoris. <laughs> Por- this was classic pornolingus. I'm a, I, now I can't unsee it. And I don't want to skip ahead too much. We're going to get there. We're almost there. Nina Hartley is in this. And it's the first time since we've had her on the podcast that I've watched a thing, uh, a porn with oral sex in which I've gone, oh, it's real oral sex. And it was, of course, Nina Hartley. <laughs> Back to this. It's every time I see oral sex performed in a woman. Now, I always look at it and go, it's pornolingus. It's just, it's performative oral sex as opposed to anything that's going to give a woman pleasure. Mm-hmm. Aw. Mm-hmm. The sex scene was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular, in my opinion. I thought it was fun. But it was also like, it was, I think it's just we've gotten to the point where we've seen so many of these where we're like, you know, it's good 2016 style sex. Like it's, to quote Michelle Wolf, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It's it fine. Mm-hmm. It'll do. It's fine. So that's nothing wrong with that. I, I like hearing what you guys have to say because they're always good for the guy. As long as there's, <laughs> there's touch, any kind of, any oral sex is good for a guy. Always. As long as there's touching, you know. And I just want to talk flashback. There's always a funny thing where there's two guys and the one guy's on the couch jerking himself, keeping it keeping it going while the other guy's getting the blowjob. The other guy's like, I got to keep this in, in idle. I'm idling myself over here because there's not a fluff, fluffer. And he's got, and that, that always seems weird to me. But, but, you know, that's what. That has to be a weird moment because afterwards, like, I get it. These are all actors. Like, they know each other. They're professional. But, like, there's a moment where you're just sitting there across the couch from your buddy touching yourself, not involved. Yeah, but that's called, it's called the, the Louis C.K. now. We just said that. Yeah, oh just Louis C.K. over here. So, oh. yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, next. Sorry. Well, I'm glad we finally can call it something. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. It's That's a term that's going to get used in, like, when I'm watching yeah. porn now, I'm going to start calling yep, it Louis yep, C.K. It's like, oh, a guy's Louis C.K.ing himself on the couch over there. Yeah, yep, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Okay, so now we're comfortable with it. That's what it is. And now, now we. But we're bad people. And we're okay with it. So yes. we want to know if you're a good human being out there who actually listens to our podcast, we want to know what you think about us. Please right. email, email us at info at twogirls1mike.com. Yes, perfect. But we're going to call it the Louis C.K. for now. Yeah, yeah, that makes it sort of okay. Now it's not weird anymore. Now we can go back on stage. Oh, everything's fine, Louis. Now you got a little thing. Okay. Yes, it's our fault that, that people will give him a stage, I'm sure. It's weird when people are still like alive and still capable of doing their job, and yet they're kind of off the map. It's like, they're not dead. They're kind of in limbo and or worse than dead. Right. Well, oh, I God. mean, <laughs> not worse than dead, but, but I don't know. I, yeah. I, I mean, there's all these different degrees, you know. Yeah, depending yeah. on the severity. Louis C.K., not worse than dead. Kevin Spacey, right. possibly worse than dead. Well, well, no, no. You know, I think about that. You know, it's hard for me. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, Trump's the president and he's capable yeah. of starting a war. So then I think about that. And then I also think about Kevin Spacey and, you know, he's a guy that I always liked before I knew him. And, and, but all these heinous, horrible things. And yet I, I belong to a group, a fellowship, where the guy sitting next to me killed somebody the last time he drank. Oh, my God. And we hug at the end of the, our, our meetings. And, and we... We, and so I say to myself, well, we accept people into our group to ask for forgiveness. So, we, and of course, if Kevin Spacey we want went people and got to help and asked for amends for people and did his I would. Yeah, and did the good work. 
Of course we would take him into our little group of messed up fuck-ups. So, or he joins the Catholic Church and becomes a priest. There's always that. That's always a career uh, option. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Did I go there? I'm sorry. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. No, that's another, you know, and that, you know, that goes to the fact anytime you have just a male hierarchy in anything, in any group. That's what ends up happening. So, so, but you know, in our, you know, so I'm not the person to judge. I, I, I can't, you can't say, I can't say you can be in show business, but you can be a part of our fucking sick group of people that want to be better. So there is a place. It's maybe not a star of a TV show. By the way, people are like, well, doesn't he deserve to come back? Well, not on a fucking TV show. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you know that, that someone's con- had this kind of conduct over and over again, it kind of becomes a liability for the people who would hire him. Right. He could be in recovery. He could make amends to people. He could be. He could live. You know, we can allow yeah. that. What the fuck is that about? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like any of these people are hurting for money. It's not like them losing their job oh as an God. actor, which is an yeah. amazing co- yeah. job to have. It's not like it's going to leave them yeah. destitute. Who cares about show business? Like show business, who gives a fuck about that? How about, you know, but you can still make the world better somehow. You don't have to make a fucking movie about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's the only, I'm going to make the world better. Yep. Then I'm going to make a movie about it. That's the key. Fuck that. Yeah, without making a movie, yeah. it's the, it's all for naught, apparently. You know, and, and I'll tell you a little thing. He, he did this movie about J. J. Paul Getty, and, and they replaced him with uh, Christopher yeah. Plummer, and, and that was the big that was the big thing. And they're like, oh, that is so uncomfortable and everything. And uh, uh, the guy, you know, the, the Getty, the, the boy that got, do you remember the, name of the, the kid that got kidnapped? What's his name? His son... Is uh, Baltasar Getty is a friend of mine, and, and, and so uh, everybody's like, "Well, Kevin Spacey is awkward," and then they had to recast it. And boy, those actors went through hell working with Christopher Plummer. And then, and I said, "What about Baltasar Getty? Balti? He has to go to the fucking airport and have TFC ask him about his fucking dad, who was actually the, the person kidnapped and who ended up dying, and has this movie about him. And he has to go to the airport and have that shit going on. What does he feel like? What is his fucking life like? Yeah, there's all this extra fallout." that people don't see outside of the industry. You know, and also, there's a movie about Patty Hearst, and I know Patty Hearst too, and they do these movies that are on CNN, and they're talking about these people and stuff, but they're real people, and they have kids, and I know they're kids, and they're real human beings, and they're like, and there's always some kind of human, you know, they always miss the, they're fucking people, you know, so. There's always a human being on the other side of the computer. People forget that. So anyway, all right, back to, back to the, the, (laughs) back to Sarah Palin's board. We're actually getting to Bill O'Reilly back to him. We have another fun scene with him where he has an angry outburst. Again, uh, can, uh, it probably was taken from just one of Bill O'Reilly's actual outbursts. Could have very easily been just lifted. Yeah, I shared a dressing room with him, Fox. He shared a dressing room, but he came out, he was shooting a show in LA and I had my show at Fox Sports and we shared a dressing room and Clint Eastwood walked by, came in and, and said hi and, to me and Bill and, and he walked out and I go, holy fuck, Bill. Clint Eastwood, can you believe that? <laughs> he goes, yeah, he's just a human being, just like you and me, Tom. And I go, yeah, but it's Clint Eastwood. He goes, yeah. yeah. I go, don't you get excited about Clint Eastwood? He goes, no, just you being. And I knew it was bullshit because, you know, but he couldn't give it up for Clint Eastwood. Like, what human being? Like, you know, and that's why I always remember that. He just couldn't get it up. He's so full of shit. He couldn't give it up for Clint Eastwood. There are celebrities who I'm not even a huge fan of who I'm like, yeah, it's still a big deal. Exactly. Like, they've done important work. They've done work that's changed their field. They've done, like, that's... Yeah. 
Yes. Don't be so jaded. I mean, he went a lot. And I do, you know, I knew Bill O'Reilly from many years before he was Bill O'Reilly when he was on a current affair and we were in a little barbecue. Like, I've been around so long. And he just had to pretend that fucking Clint Eastwood wasn't a big deal. And I'm like, fuck you. Come on, buddy. Bill O'Reilly's agents have people like God. No, but don't you feel sorry? I felt, I felt sympathy for yeah. him. So humanity, too, because... You know, you got to pretend you're such a big shot. You know, deep down inside, he feels insecure. I feel insecure, but everybody does. But you have to feel like you're as big as fucking Clint Eastwood. There's only, that's a lot to carry. That's a lot to pack, to carry around, isn't it? When you can't admit that your, like, stature is perhaps below someone who everyone around you knows that you're not as famous as, that's sad. It's like that Red Sox jersey you're wearing. Isn't it great to be a fan of something? Isn't it great to be a fan of something better, greater than yourself? Being a yeah. fan is what it's all about. Maybe it's not Red Sox. Maybe it's something, an artist, something that you look up to. If we all feel that we're the best, that we're the shit, how fucked up is that? There's, you have nothing to aspire to. You have nothing to go, I'm inspired by this. <laughs> yes. I, ha I, I have something that, that, there is something that's made humanity better that's not me. And that's, I, I think saying there's something out there yes. that I feel like I'm a part of that's touched my life, that's an okay thing to do. And to be so jaded that you feel like you're above that or beyond it, like, why? Then you're Donald fucking Trump. And then we're fucked. That's the truth. Ding. All right. Yeah. Which is why I felt this scene where he delivered with such passion where, you know, like <laughs> the words on a fucking teleprompter are in the wrong font. I asked for Helvetica. It's always Helvetica. Now, what is this fucking Korean? What, Geneva? What the fuck's Geneva? All right. Fine. Fine. We'll just pick up from the last line. <laughs> Middle of the line, blowing up. It, it was perfect. We'll do it live. It was. It was beautiful. Like if nothing else, if you don't, if for whatever reason you're the idiot listening to us who doesn't actually want to watch porn, I don't know why you would do that. But you know, it takes all kinds. Watch this just for the Bill O'Reilly segments. They're amazing. And for all you Pinko Palin haters out there, maybe it's time you put your your mouth where my dick is. Fuck. Oh, it was beautiful. Great. He said that about fifty times during his actual show. Yeah, I know that probably. I'm just guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how many times for him, for him being one of the, we have to be civil now, like how many oh, cocksucker sure. and motherfuckers did he throw oh, out sure. behind the scenes? Like every, all of these people scream bipartisanship when someone else is in power and then says, <clears throat> we're going to ram our shit through when they're in power. Like these are the, we're going to swear, but you're cursing like bad. Like you're not being ladylike if you, like they're just, there's nothing not hypocritical about this group. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. And we're all hypocritical, but it's different shades. Oh, yeah. It's just not completely black and white. We're just shaded. I am. I'm hypocritical, but shaded, realistic, a decent, you know, I at least want something. It's just not so black and white like it is now, you know. And that's why I kind of really love the closing scene before we get into the last sex scene, which is you have like your traditional political speech. You have Sarah Palin in this movie who basically says, I lost you for a second there, Alice. She's given the, she gives the white power side. Wait, did I actually do that? Uh, Alice, like you're three Jews and yeah, one blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, and she stopped like that. <laughs> it's like, really, Alice, is that your clothes-off signal? I didn't mean to. Zeta Bash. We know. Fuck, I already look like I could belong on Fox News. Fuck. It's my very own Ilsa Shibilf of ZSS. I didn't mean to. I was just moving my hands. I'm yeah, sorry. Right. I, oh, it's okay. It was, it was, we're going to start. The, we're starting the conspiracy now. This is this is happening. This is not fair. 
You've been unfairly maligned. I already look, like I said, I already look like I could be a freaking Fox News correspondent. Let's let's not add in like the, hey, by the way, she did a white power sign on the podcast. Oh, it's okay. I'm here to balance you out with my star of David. So Jesus Christ. We're, we're here. I'm here to vouch for you that you're one of the good ones, Alice. Oh, I need that. <laughs> Although it's kind of sexy if she's a, a fucking white supremacist. It's kind of, I'm Jewish. It's turning me on. <laughs> She's my white supremacist and I'm her Jew. You know, now, that's a porn. That's why you wanted a porn. What hate shit are you into? The sexy white supremacist. Every Jewish boy would be like, give me that porn right now. Oh, yeah. The Jew and the white supremacist <laughs> who, who host a porn cast. This well, is a thing. They, they, they never look as good as you. I'm going to tell you right fucking now. I'm David, look at it. You see? My assistant's like, hell yeah. She is smoking hot, dude. I'm going to be in the boys at camp are ready that video. She is amazing. Oh, hell yeah. We got ourselves one. We we got one good glam for this one. I'm just, I'm just saying. We're, we'll, we'll keep her. We like her. When we, well, yeah. well we, we love you, Alice. As we forgive you for that one white power symbol. She is beautiful. She is. I, I, I appreciate that. So, um, <laughs> I'm flattered. When the ovens reopen, we're just asking you to Schindler's list us out of the Holocaust. That's all I ask. Oh, man. Oh, my God. By the way, so we're going to bring you back on when we do um, Nazi porn. So that'll that'll be a thing. Is there like a one with a plot? I found Nazi <gasps> porn. With a plot? Yes. <gasps> oh, we have to. We'll get to it. Jesus. Just because I want the angry letters. Oh, I love hate mail. You know, my uncle made the documentary, The Secret Life of Adolf Hitler. Oh, I don't Jesus. think I can come back. Yes, he wrote the book, too. I don't think I can come back for Nazi porn. Unless Alice is going to be in it looking smoking hot. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm flattered. I'm truly flattered. <laughs> Alice, this might, I feel like this could be, be the trajectory of her career. I think this is a thing that could happen. Like, we're slowly starting the, the, the downfall. It's going to happen. God damn it. Oh, no, it's great. She's great. But, I mean, downfall, what am I saying? This is the upward trajectory, obviously. It is, it is. Look, I've always said 10 years from now, I'm going to have to have a press conference to explain something in my life. I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure where this to start. This is a perfect thing. I'm just saying, Alice, you you are a white girl with an ass. I just, I think there's a market. Well, Nina has proven that, so. Oh, yeah. But we're actually about to get to Nina's <laughs> scene. So, so we have Sarah who gives a political speech of who cares whether or not she had an affair. This was so brilliantly written because she, every time it she is, would ask is. a question out loud, did I engage in a three-way with two Soviet soldiers? Now, instead of answering that question, she would go, and this is the way she did this for the entire thing. Did I engage? in a three-way with Soviet soldiers? If yes, then I'd also have to say yes to helping our country slip into a Great Depression, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, wow. And they did that style of, you know, did I do this horrible thing? If I did, then I'm like, oh, and they just kept on nailing away that style of I'm going to incriminate myself on all this stuff without ever answering a direct question. And it was it was so perfect. It was so beautifully done. Before, and I mean, I don't want to, do you have any other comments on her speech? Because it was so wonderful. It was wonderful. I agree with you. With what's going on today, he's saying this pretty brilliant and pretty on the head and how it how it ends up about 
She answers it. Everybody says, that's personal. I don't talk about my personal life. But the way she wrapped it up and it sort of goes back and makes you rethink about her sex scenes and makes you rethink about politics and makes you rethink. And, and it's so honest. It is ridiculous. This It is Patty Chayefsky could not have written a better fucking scene. That's all I'm going to say. Well, he could have, but go ahead. I hope I've cleared things up for the American people. <laughs> the crowd goes crazy for that scene and for that speech. And then we pan down to below the podium where we see uh, Hilly giving some servicing. Some oral servicing. Professional servicing to Sarah. And you know, Hilly, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but it's kind of hard to concentrate when you've got your tongue in my hoo-hoo. But it was through the underwear. It wasn't, was it? Did she have the underwear pulled aside? Now, Hilly was played by Nina Hartley, and I trust in Nina Hartley's ability yes. to get through any amount of panty. Yes. However, it has to be done. Yeah. And I loved her line. I'm so fucking tired of being bipartisan. What's wrong with just being bi? Yeah, that was good. That was that was good. And then, and then we, of course, slip backstage, and they start going at it. And then yeah. Condi Rice. Condi walks in. Yeah. And I am so here for this scene. And, of course, the next line to that was, uh, was shit, here go- there goes 2012. Yeah, that was good. Oh, um, although I personally enjoyed when she said, relax, girls, we can keep this whole thing quiet as long as you agree to my terms. As soon as Bush is out of office, there might be a videotape discovered showing someone who looks a lot like me doing things to some guys who look a lot like Cheney, Rove, Wolfowitz, Chuck Norris. I'd appreciate it if you could uh, see to the press looks the other way. Oh, my God. Which I kind of enjoyed I, that. I, I love that there. this is just so delightfully on point for what's happening now still to call attention back to Michelle Wolf again, her calling out the entire press for kind of being uh in bed with and making money off all the scandals was kind of on point yeah, on point for all of us. This porn, once again, is on the forefront of a lot of issues. It's calling out. I mean, I, I might be putting a lot more into uh, into the analysis of this than it deserves, but it's like it's showing that it might be an allegory for the fact that they're all in bed together. Oh, it's great. Hey, did you ever do lesbian stuff in the day? In the day? Yeah. I mean, don't before you're married or during your marriage. Now, are you married? I, uh, I try not to discuss my marriage bed, but indeed, I, I like to say I have had more female partners than Alice has had male partners. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. That's not wrong. I have eaten enough pussy to be a part of that club. But also, like, in the situation that we saw at the end of that, have they been variety, that, you know, have they been Condi Rice, have they been, have they been with a black chick? I have, indeed. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. I have had a variety of sizes, shapes, flavors, denominations, oh, yes. and, oh, yes. and other what. Women are all a flower of joy. Oh yeah, they are. So what I love specifically about this scene is Hartley takes, I mean, Nina takes her role seriously. I know, I'm bringing this back to the porn, guys. Nina goes straight, like, uh, that is some aggressive ass eating and I am here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nina's herself said that the key to playing Hillary in a sex scene is to take charge. She says that, yeah, I play her very in charge, bossy, without veering to emasculation. She articulates what she wants. Oh, yeah. And she says she does a number of sex fantasies about her and she imagines uh, Hillary as bisexual and deeply passionate. And I think she's played her four times overall and this specific scene being the most famous 
this one. This was beautiful. I it was beautiful. <laughs> I like to think that Hillary Clinton is bisexual, and I I love to think that she is in a relationship with Huma Abedin. And I get it. That's a horrible thing to you know speculate on. No, but that's a great thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> I mean, Huma's gorgeous. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have I have high hopes for Hillary. I want her to be happy, and I want her to be sharing that creme brulee with Huma. I want that to be happening. <laughs> I want those two girls to be happy. I think she is happy. I think people put so much pressure on Hillary Clinton. She's happy. It's so passive aggressive to say, oh, I want her to be happy. She's fucking happy. She's taking more shit than any person on this planet. People yep. bullied her from the left and from the right. Let's just assume we all, I, I hear what you're saying. We all yeah. want her to be happy, but let's assume if she's not, let's just not put any more pressure, especially men, white men have bullied her. Oh, yeah. It's outrageous what they've done to her. Fuck it. I'm not just saying Trump. I'm saying everybody, all the left yeah. and the right yeah. and women. Women have fucking bullied Hillary Clinton. It's outrageous and it's ridiculous. Women are still uncomfortable with another woman in power and it's kind of it's kind of disappointing and I hope that this most recent election seeing what happens when a number of women run will make women think oh we can all be a part of this this is not we don't have to attack each other yeah I'll tell you the last two weeks before the midterms I got to spend time with a small group with Nancy Pelosi oh and people are like well she's older and now they're doing the thing she is the most she was in control she is brilliant she did everything I mean I, I got to be with a small group that included the head of Planned Parenthood and the head of MUFON and it was an honor and I'll tell you what she is sharp and she is a badass and she got us here and she'll get us the rest of the way she's the reason we had the ACA passed of course she is of course she is she knows what she's doing she's she's gonna not take any prisoners and she's a brilliant woman and she'll get us there and people say anything different do not have our best interests in mind and we're in good shape and here we go that's all I have to say I love how when people dislike her they can never articulate you know why. why they dislike her they can't name any yeah. of her policies or anything she stands for yeah. of course it's because she's old and a woman those are the like it's and they'll kind of go into she hasn't gotten enough done it's like who do you think could have gone in there and done more that's right that is right the reason why people hate her so much is because the republicans have for years attacked her and people kind of grabbed on to all those talking points and they attack her because she's effective. Look what she just fucking did. She just got, took everything back. We're in charge of every committee. We are going to immediately take over. We're going to save our democracy. Apart from that, she hasn't done shit. She's horrible. She's basically the worst. <laughs> <laughs> she's done everything but nothing. <laughs> exactly. She's She basically orchestrated the P-tape, obviously. She hired <laughs> the hookers for Trump. She's his left man. Oh, you know that exists. Here's the oh, thing about Trump. So. You can say anything. You can say there's a tape of you fucking a horse with uh and he goes well you know there's a one percent chance i did do that because he doesn't know he's such <laughs> a, he's so he's so competent and such a degenerate he believes there's a, he knows there's a one percent chance that he did something so that's the thing about all those tapes there is a one percent i feel like when he says i don't remember that he he might mean it because he doesn't remember anything? He genuinely, the biggest reason that these apprentice, the 15 years of apprentice outtakes, and by the way, there aren't outtakes, the cameras never stopped rolling on that show once in 2005. So 18 cameras, the way it's stored on this uh, LTO uh, tape, the, the, the linear tape, LTO linear, linear tape, but that's what it stands for. The way it's stored in the in Hudson, Kansas, in the vault, in that salt mine, and in other places, Santa Monica, they it store it, the technology, they never stop rolling, those, those cameras. 
cameras. So when you do see it, which won't be that long from now, you know, it's the incompetence. You will see the racism and the sexual harassment, oh, but yeah. you'll see how incompetent he is. He talks in circles. People of come course. in and you'll see his son. He'll be he'll make Don Jr. cry. You'll see him be mean to Eric. Oh you'll God. see Ivanka walk into the same meeting and do the same, put the same stack of papers down and say the same words every fucking meeting. And then you'll go, okay, I get this. Wow. I get this. This is scary. And so that's what I want people to see. One 12-hour day in Trump Tower, filming The Apprentice and the meetings that go on in between. And then, you know, do what you may. But then, then, then you'll see that. And, you- and the sad thing is that None of this should surprise people. It's what you've been saying for ages. It's what everyone who I know who has worked on The Apprentice has said the same thing. This is not a person who should be in charge of anything. There are people that have been covering it up and are complicit that have made a lot of money yeah. from it, but it's, his policies are racist and they're hurting. And he, do, he doesn't, he's never read a bill. He's never read the Constitution. He's never read the Bible. He's never, he doesn't know what he's doing. And people are like, oh, he's a genius. He's not. He's going to get us in more trouble. And people like Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff, who's the head of the uh, whatever committee, Intel committee, they're going to take care of it now. And they're really going to save, you know, they're going to save our country. And, and but, you know, it'll be fine. Relax. It'll be fine. Relax. It'll be fine. I like that. Yep. Yep. People are like, well, this will take a generation to fix. That's bullshit. I love my country. We're America is the greatest country in the world. Still, fuck Donald Trump. We will recover. The great thing about him being elected is it showed a lot of people this underbelly that we have in this country. We will get better. We will improve. We'll get rid of all this bullshit and we'll move on and we will be better. You're still in America. We're the greatest country that ever we created on this earth and we will be even better. We got room for improvement. We know it. Watch us. The only thing I don't look forward to is all the Donald Trump porn. That's it. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. Because it's, it's literally going to star him. Oh that's the problem with it. <laughs> you know, you know there are people who would buy it. No one asked for it. Don Jr. will be doing it. You know, literally that's what be his next job. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. This has been great. Well, you guys are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Aww. I appreciate it. What a crazy day. normal day. Normal day here. We appreciate you. A lot of things happen. Arnold Schwarzenegger FaceTime to the middle of this. I appreciate you guys. You know I love you. You know I'm a huge fan of yours. This has been fantastic. You have been amazing. You, you, you look like a young Lisey Gorison from the Roseanne show. I told you that. She's still on the show. She plays Becky, the first Becky, and she's still. And I appreciate you guys. I'm a huge fan to you guys. Where can our fans find you? I'm sure they can find you, but. They can find me on Twitter at the Real Tom Arnold. Am I? I don't know, at the Tom Arnold probably, and I'm on Instagram a little bit. I do whatever. You can find me out there at Tom Arnold. Anyway, I'm out there. Thank you guys, and I'll see you guys out there too, okay? Thank you. Yvette, uh, where can our uh, listeners find you? Y'all, of course, can find me over at SciBabe.com, at the SciBabe on Twitter and Instagram, and Facebook.com slash SciBabe, where I post filth and science. And Alice, where can everyone find you? Well, if you enjoyed the show today, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or however you're listening to this podcast. Also, feel free to contribute and help us keep the show running and keep the lights on. Go to Patreon.com slash Two Girls, One Mike. You can also find everything and all about us over at twogirlswinemike.com. And we do want to thank our patrons, of course, uh, like uh, Maurice and John Wingle and Rich and Andrew Volopich. We have some older patrons uh, like Paul Freeland, uh, Brian Goody, Chris Garfalo, uh, and tons and tons more. Uh, We thank you guys for helping contribute to the show. But you can also find me individually at Rational Blonde uh, on Twitter. Uh, But we will catch you guys around next week. So thanks for listening. 